Amen. What a different perspective than what we usually put on our scars, but that is indeed one of the mighty ways God works. We live, as I think you know, in a world full of billions of people who don't know Jesus. And each week, one and a half million new souls are born into this world. And given numbers like that, it would be tempting to ask, how important could it possibly be to share Jesus with just one person? Perhaps we might think we should simply send money to the professionals who have the means to evangelize large crowds. Or, you know, we think, what, what, what difference can we possibly make by intentionally committing and praying and sharing our hope in Jesus Christ with the one person God has laid on our hearts right now. Well, obviously, for that one, for our one, right, it is critically and eternally important. And this we will be really focusing on in depth in two weeks. But let me also submit that we can't begin to imagine how many people we will impact for eternity when we are faithful to our one. Dwight L. Moody was one of the most influential evangelists, preachers, pastors, and teachers of the late 1800s. He reached, preached, and discipled countless numbers of people. He built ministries and institutions that are still in operation with great impact today. His extraordinary impact for God's kingdom continues to to ripple out across generations. But how did God introduce Dwight Moody to Jesus so that he could impact all those people? Well, it was simply this, through his Sunday school teacher. Many today still know the name of D.L. Moody, but nobody would likely remember the name of Edward Kimball if it weren't for the fact that the troubled D.L. Moody was Kimball's one on April 21st, 1855. Edward Kimball was Dwight Moody's young adult Sunday school teacher, so we give thanks to those who lead young adults like Linda and E.B., When Moody was 18 years old, Edward Kimball visited him at his uncle's shoe store where Moody worked, and there Mr. Kimball shared the love of Jesus Christ with his one. And shortly thereafter, Dwight Moody accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, and the rest, as they say, is history. Moody's impact for God's kingdom here in America and around the world is unimaginably vast, which means so is Edward Kimball's plus one. That's the impact of one. It is a crucial reason for the importance and urgency for us to be faithful in praying each day for the salvation of the one specific person that we have committed to that God has laid on our hearts and to share Christ with our one before the end of 2021. Because the point today is that faithfulness to your one can affect generations. Faithfulness to your one can affect generations. 
Today's scripture passage is a biblical account that points to the enormous, ongoing, eternal impact of one. So turn with me, if you would, to John chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. The next day, again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. Our focus today is on two brothers, Andrew and Simon, who we know as Peter. And we are going to examine one key lesson related to each one of these two men. The first is that like Peter... Your one will likely meet Christ through a personal introduction. Like Peter, your one will likely meet Christ through a personal introduction. Now, Simon, known as Peter, is justifiably famous in both the Christian and non-Christian world, right? In the sweep of world history, he is a momentous figure. But how did he meet Christ? Jesus, through his considerably less famous brother, Andrew. That's not to denigrate the accomplishments of Andrew, who did a great deal for the gospel, and and also, you know, if you're a golfer, you, you like the golf course named for him. But he is considerably less famous than Simon Peter. As today's scripture explains, though, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist, And verses 35 and 36 report that he was present when John the Baptist spotted Jesus and called him the Lamb of God. And this was so intriguing to the two disciples there that according to verses 37 through 40, Andrew and the other disciple followed Jesus to spend some time with him, to listen and observe this individual that John had called to their attention. And based on what Andrew saw and heard, he became convinced that Jesus was the Messiah, a Hebrew word, right, describing God's long-promised, anointed ruler and Savior. And the Greek word for Messiah is Christ. And once Andrew was convinced that he had met the Christ, he was so excited he had to tell someone. But who, right? Who should he tell? Who was his one that needed to hear about Jesus? It was his brother Simon. 
Verse 41 says, He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Andrew eagerly sought out Simon, his brother, to tell him that he believed Jesus was the Messiah. And then verse 42 says, He brought him to Jesus. All right, what, a, what a critical detail. He brought him to Jesus. Andrew just didn't tell Simon some stuff about Jesus and then walk away. He followed up with an invitation and action. Andrew's contagious enthusiasm for Jesus was, was so overwhelming that he led his brother, who was no doubt full of questions and probably more than a few doubts, to hear and see and know Jesus personally. And the rest, as they say, is history. The story is fascinating at many levels, and it reminds us vividly that God generally works through ordinary Christians to introduce people to Jesus. As remarkable as Andrew and Peter would go on to be, at this very beginning moment, this simple act of sharing and inviting is not meant to be something unusual. It is meant to be the ordinary behavior of ordinary followers of Jesus. While God clearly, I believe, still uses powerful visions and miraculous means to introduce people to Jesus from time to time, that largely appears to occur on the extreme frontier of Christianity. What it seems to be, both observationally and in keeping with the teaching of Scripture, is that wherever the church is already established, even if it is tiny, God primarily spreads the gospel and advances the kingdom through Christians sharing Jesus with non-Christians, just as we discussed last week. This is why we committed last week to pray for and share Jesus with our one. We committed to God to pray daily for the one person in our life that, we, that God has laid on our heart who needs to know Jesus. And we committed to share Jesus with him or her before this year ends. In doing that, we committed to be Andrews. We've accepted Christ ourselves. And we believe the good news that Jesus is the Son of God who entered this world to live the life of sinless perfection that we can't and to die on our behalf on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the penalty for our sins. We believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, embracing Him as, as, and, and, and endorsing Him and making clear He is indeed the risen Son of God, and we have embraced Him as our Lord and Savior. And when we do, we know that we have received salvation and forgiveness from our sins by God's grace through faith alone. Now, Andrew didn't yet know all these things that we know and believe, but he was convinced Jesus was Messiah, Christ, Savior, and he had to tell Simon. And now we must imitate Andrew's urgency to introduce our one to Jesus. 
And if you were not with us last Sunday and have not committed to one, it's time. Commit to one person in your life who needs to know about Jesus. One person God has laid on your heart. This is a very simple commitment to pray for your one salvation each day and to share Jesus with your one before the year ends. This is the board of the ones we received last week. Cards dropped in, names texted or emailed to me. But there's room for more. So if you haven't, please make your commitment. Write their first name down. I think we've got some bookmarks in the back. And commit to be the way they'll hear about Jesus this year. And then send their name in to the church. Drop the bookmark in the baskets at the back. Text me a name. Email me a name. Call me with a name. Because we want to be praying for them. And that's why the board is here, so that when we pass by, we can pray for them. And we can include them in our prayer list and be praying for our ones and encouraging one another. This is critically important because you and I are God's primary means of introducing people to Jesus. And that brings us to the second lesson. Like Andrew... You can't imagine how Christ might use your one. This is where I get excited, right? Like Andrew, you can't imagine how Christ might use your one. As I said, it is so easy to say, eh, it's just one person. That can't be that important in a world full of billions of lost souls. But that isn't kingdom thinking, right? And in 2021, we are all about the kingdom. Kingdom life, kingdom multiplication, living the life God called us to live no matter what's going on in the world around us. And so what you share absolutely matters to your one. But, but today we want to think a little bit about the kingdom impact that Andrew had through his faithfulness to his one and get excited about what God can do through us when we are faithful to our one. Andrew introduced Simon to Jesus. Jesus promptly renamed him Cephas, which is the Aramaic word for rock. And in Greek, that word is Petros, what we know as Peter. And Peter the rock would go on to be a leader among the disciples. The first major preacher once the church was born, that's what Rich was, was reading us this morning, was the ending of that great sermon and the impact on thousands right there in that moment. Peter was a key leader of the early church in Jerusalem, and he was the one that God used to really break open the doors for evangelism to non-Jews before he would pass the torch on to Paul. Truly, Peter is the rock on which so much was built, as Jesus declared in the second part of verse 42. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. True to his name, Peter was a foundational building and stabilizing force in the church. He was a pastor, a scripture writer, a theologian, a church planter. 
and ultimately a martyr for the faith. Peter would go on to directly affect presumably tens of thousands for eternity, directly. But, but as the influence of those souls ripples across generations to our present day, right? The influence he had ripples across 20 centuries of believers. And we can safely say Peter impacted millions or even billions for God's kingdom. All because of the way God used Andrew's faithfulness to his one. Andrew faithfully introduced Simon to Jesus. Now, did, did Simon, I mean, did, did Andrew expect any or all of Peter's impact on God's kingdom? No possible way. Could Andrew have even imagined the world-altering difference he was about to make by introducing Simon Peter to Jesus? No way. Andrew just cared about his brother. And he wanted his brother to know Jesus. He was eager to tell him about Jesus. He had met the Messiah. And that is all it took, right? Andrew recognizing the Messiah and being eager to tell his brother about Messiah, that's all it took for God to set in motion eternal impacts on millions of souls. Faithfulness to one. As you can tell, this sort of thing gets me excited to think about, right? Because it means that God may use your one or my one in mighty ways for his kingdom. Will your one become a wise teacher, a bold evangelist, a caring deacon, a pioneering missionary, a fruitful pastor, an enterprising church planter, or a deeply faithful follower? We don't know. To me, that's what makes it so exciting. What God can do with a simple act of faithfulness. When we deal with connections and impacts and matters of eternity across generations, right? we cannot comprehend the impact our one may have. But we should absolutely believe that God can and will use our one in a mighty way. Your faithfulness to your one isn't simply about touching one person. It could touch dozens. Hundreds, thousands, or millions. Is your one the next Simon Peter, D.L. Moody, or Billy Graham? Or is your one the one who will reach the one who will reach the one who will reach the one who reaches that one? We'll never know this side of heaven, but we should absolutely trust in the enormous kingdom impact of every one. So who's your one? Please pray with me. Father God, we are so finite and short-term in our focus and, and, and our ability to comprehend that, that our mind gets boggled when we think about generations and, and matters of eternity, Lord. But I pray that, that that would fill us with excitement, that you would give us a little glimpse of that eternity, to inspire us to be faithful to your commandment to make disciples, to, to inspire us to be faithful to the one 
you have laid on our hearts that we have committed to. Father God, help us be faithful and use our one in a mighty way. We don't know what that looks like. We can't imagine. But Lord, we trust you who do extraordinary things through ordinary people filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And so, Lord God, we pray that you will help us to be faithful to our one and to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.